Pit Imps Podcast is brought to you this week and every week by the Brainstorm Brewery. Hello and welcome to the Pit Imps Podcast, episode number 97. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I am the host. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm Angela. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, back this week with uh, Will. Hey guys, what's up, Internet? And Brother Ryan. What up, what up, cocksuckers? What you doing? Sucking cock. Yeah. <laughs> Using that cock magic. That is a flying dick. Anyway. <laughs> Anyway, um, let's get let's dive right into this shit. Uh, yeah, hell yeah. Ottawa was actually an amazing tournament. The uh, feed that they had was pretty shitty. Um, yeah, which sucked because this was one of the better tournaments they've had in a long time, and the feed was bad. Um, it was kind of choppy all day. I had to reload quite often, but man, was this shit worth watching! Well, this is a serious top eight. There's like we have six like, this was six a names part. in this top eight. Yeah, six players who have either won or been in a top eight of previous GPs. Yeah, serious. Uh, we have Pascal Maynard versus Xavier Allen Grucci. Uh, Xavier Allen Grucci wins, and I have no score there. Uh, Sam Black versus Neil Oliver. Neil Oliver wins that. I was so torn on this match. Like, I like both of those players. Uh, Neil Oliver, for those who don't know, he's the one who won, uh, GP Las Vegas by losing round one and then proceeding to win every other round after that. That's crazy. With no buys. It was awesome. Sam Black is a hell of a magician. Though. That guy. Yes, he he's one of my favorite. Uh, I love his deck building. I love his theory. I hear you on that. Game, so. Uh, so Jessica Buchanan versus Seth Mansfield. Uh, Mansfield wins that. Uh, Shahar Shenhar versus Lucas Seau. Uh, also Lucas, a pair, pair of magicians right there. You no, know, like yeah. only like player of the world, player of the year. Or, yeah. no, world's champion. Yeah, world champion. And Lucas Seau is no slouch, man. He's definitely oh. a, a multiple-time top eight contender. Yep. Uh, so, Lucas Seau wins. Uh, we have Seau versus Mansfield. That puts Mansfield in the finals. And we have Neil Oliver versus Xavier Allen Grucci. It's, it's Xavier. Xavier. It's definitely Manfield also. Yeah, it is. I would call Mansfield. <laughs> Should um, be Menfield. Listen, around here... We pronounce that Xavier. Well, it's true. Marshall made a point of saying it. It upset the guy to have it pronounced that way. Well, obviously he's not America. So. Okay, <laughs> I'm just gonna point out that we are the imps. <laughs> we do mischief. I'm just giving you shit, man. I'm just, I'm just giving, I'm just giving you shit. I'm just giving you shit because it seemed like every Marshall made a point of mentioning that every time the guy's name was like brought up. So I, I just well, thought it was funny. Marshall maybe <laughs> is too PC. Yeah, it was, it was very it funny. Way, I'm always going to pronounce it Xavier. Guy I grew up with coached at that school before he went to Arizona. Right. <laughs> definitely, definitely it's Xavier. It's not Xavier. That yeah. shit. If you wanted to spell it that way, then you'd put a Z on the front of it. Get that foreign shit out of here. Yeah. God I damn. I ain't no time for that. I got his last name right. Alagucci. Alagucci. Uh, there you go. And uh, that's versus Neil Oliver. Neil Oliver wins that, so we can stop talking about Xavier now. <laughs> oh, wow. I thought he was going the whole way. Uh, and, little Mansfield taking it down. Yeah, and Seth yeah. Mansfield wins it all. And I know I've always mispronounced that name. I don't care. I know there's no S there. I don't care. It sounds better, so go fuck yourself. See, I think it should be Menfield. You know, because, like, man's not the correct pluralization. Unless it's a man's field. I don't know. Well, then they'd have to have some kind of crazy punctuation in the middle of his name. 
true. You know what I mean? Well, you never know. He is Canadian. Oh, fucking Canadians. <laughs> I mean, you know, up in front so of Canada. Cool. Look, my keyboard doesn't have that mark, okay? All right, very <laughs> well. The, the, too. Yeah, good, good call. Reasonable doubt. <laughs> yeah, reasonable doubt. <laughs> so, uh, did you guys get to watch any of this? Because, like, Neil Oliver's deck was insane. It was the Secret Plans deck, which I've never gotten to work for me. Oh, uh, I've gotten the Secret Plans to work. It, it works a lot better when you have, um, what's the green enchantment that when you, when you play a morph, you get to search for land? Uh, when it, when it flip, when a morph flips up, it gets uh, to the rare. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, that when you have, one that, uh, Ari Lax wrote. Or, right, right. So when you, when you have both of those combined, which I've had in a deck, it is, it is bonkers. I can see that, but yeah. just this going off of the secret plans is like your card draw engine. Yeah. Like I've never gotten enough of the morphs to really make that worth it. He's, you know, it's, and it's really key to not only have the morphs, but to have the extremely cheap morphs, not the ones yeah. who flip up for five, but the ones who flip up for, you know, reveal or one or two. His his collection of creatures is really good. You know, he's only barely touching black in the deck, so I think it's a it's a really nice nice look. Yeah. Yeah. Anti shout out wizards for not putting the fucking draft viewer uh coverage on here because that'd have been nice. I I, I did uh, watch some of that, the the top eight draft. Um what it would does be he have nice to have that on record. <laughs> I'm sorry, I don't see a reason for the swamp. Does anyone see a main deck reason for the swamp? Who's deck? Neil Oliver? I'm a looking. Uh, me too. I don't Radio see one. Silence is awesome. Maybe he's just trying to put it in there to I have no fucking clue why that's in there. I don't understand why he's starting with two black sources in his main deck. I don't get it. Is it just a just a bluff? Uh that's mighty. gotta be wrong. I don't know. I mean, it is wizards we're talking about. Yeah, but it so makes 17 they, lands. Like, I can't imagine they get, they just like jam Dismal Backwater and Swamp in the deck. I know, the Dismal Backwater was in there. I know that. I saw it. Um, right, just right. Played that because it was a blue source that. Well, yeah, but it's worse than an island. I mean, it gains him a life. It gains him a life. That's not. So then he, so then he just goes in on the Swamp too to, uh, to make them believe that he could, you know, potentially have some black stuff available. I think they got his main deck wrong. I'm gonna have to look into the sideboard. Yeah, I wonder, man. I wonder if there's not a black card. It they might have some sideboard stuff, maybe you know. Yeah, but then why would you start him in the main? It's literally- no, no, no. I think they got his main board wrong. I think that the uh, witness of the angels is actually an unyielding humor. I could I'm, buy I'm that. not joking. Like I do believe that that was that was what he had that in there for. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know that. That's only a three, three for five, though. It just it, it puzzles me. I know. I mean, I'm done with it. I'm done. It just looks weird. That's all. No, I get what you're saying, and I I legitimately do believe he did not play. Uh, he played the Kumar mm. and did not play the other one, the artifact, because I never, I don't remember seeing the artifact. I mean, it seems like it fits his plan a lot more than the other guy does. Like the unyielding Krumar, like he can't give a first strike, he can't morph it. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah, I don't know. Um. Anyway, he went up against Seth Mansfield, who, and I'm going to say these words, and if you people don't believe me, I don't blame you, who literally won this tournament with Barrage of Boulders. I believe that. I've used that card to very good success. <laughs> his, so, his, his deck is also really, really nice. Yeah, oh, it's very, very fast. Very, very good. But just for, for those out there who didn't hear that the first time, I'm going to say this again. Barrage of Boulders won a fucking GP. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, like, they 
So if you remember the last morph block, it was onslaught block. One of like the best cards in the format, you know, for red was waves of fatigue, mm-hmm. which is like X red X target creatures can't block, and like every red deck needed two of those, otherwise they couldn't win. Yeah. So I mean, I understand this. I mean, <laughs> his list though, he's like, man, he's just practically mono red. It's pretty damn close. Four leaping masters, like he, you know, he splashes for the the high spire manis and the ponyback brigade. And then he has some white stuff going on in his spells, but like, yeah, he has the pretty, the, pretty much all. He yeah. does have the one one five flyer, but he's going to play that mostly morph. Um, <laughs> it was funny the barrage. What he did was, oh no, that's not even the watcher of the roost. That's the good. That's the good morph. Yeah, um, the one that that's the two one that flips up for free. Right. Um, uh, but what he ended up doing was he brought in the barrage of boulders because the secret plans deck does not have a bunch of big creatures. Doesn't and, doesn't have a whole lot of ways to interact like with spells. It's mostly morph dudes, right? <laughs> right. Um, and if the ferocious side is what wanted, yeah, it's like none of your creatures can block now. Um, I'm coming through with double pony back brigade and a trumpet blast to beat you. And that is how we ended the game. It's like barrage of boulders, trumpet blast. Game? <laughs> that's, that's a pretty good six mana combo. Like, yeah. you know, if you get, if you get a, uh, the right deck, you can, you know, consistently have lethal on turn six. Yeah. And the funny part was like, he had the bloodfire expert out. Oh no, double prowess. The, the prowess is what activated the ferocious. Oh, that's so good. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, that's that's really what he's actually good at. Like, he's not a sweet combatant, but he does trigger Ferocious whenever you prowess him. It, it, he, he gets really strong with what you prowess him a couple yeah, times. For sure, for sure. He's very good in that Jeskai-style deck where you know you're going to play two spells, three spells a turn. Because when he's a 5-3, he's a legit threat. I mean, I'd, I'd much rather have the Flyer for the Jeskai deck, but he's, no, 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 he's, no, still, he's still fine. You know, he's a good man. Um, I'm, I'm glad to see the Four Leaping Master. That's a card that I've gotten more and more. Into. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, it's just got it's gone up my pick list. So yeah, I, I mean, it's a bear that beats all the morphs, and, and in red, you really want to be aggro in most of the different versions of it, and actually all the different versions of it. <laughs> and like, you know, he's just really sweet at finishing the game out. I just wish that his activated ability was for blue. Yeah. So, all, so then all the Mardu decks wouldn't take him. That's, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's sweet. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I mean, very well put together, very low casting cost, getting wide. Yeah. Getting yep. wide for the double trumpet blast. He has a rush of battle also. Yes. Yeah. yeah. He, he did the in. What, where one. are you seeing trumpet blast? It's in the instance. He has two yeah. of them between utter. Are and we talking Manfield's deck? Yes. Yeah. And I see a rush of battle, an arrow storm, a barrage, and two hordling out. Sweet, well, sweetie, those are the sorceries. Yeah. Oh, it's instant. Okay, underneath. Okay. In game one, he actually did beat him with rush of battle into a uh, trumpet blast. That's a just big. Like, yeah, that's a blowout. That, yeah. That's, that's he's tough. got all the combat tricks, man. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's basically just a token overrun deck. Yeah. You know, that's all he is. Very well put together. Like, you can't yeah. argue with the way he, you know, decided to attack this mm-hmm. um i really did like the the secret plans list though just because like i said like i've had problems doing it and yeah the key is to just have the, the fewest or the, the most number of guys who just flip over for one or you know or less mana yeah i know but that's so hard to do when you're like, looking at your colors and i'm like that card's better yeah it's not better in that deck and it, it's, it's not better it's than two cards it, it's kind of the discipline thing where it's like i'm already in abzan colors why wouldn't i take the guide Right. You know, over that crappy card that flips for, you know what I mean? And it's just like, ah! 
Well, you know, I, he does have these two Mystics of the Hidden Way, too, which I, I think is... Those cards are insane. It's really good at closing the game out. You know, he's got Thousand Winds and Ice Feather Aven for tempo. He's got, well, like, a lot of sweet cards. I draft you know? the hell out of those. Oh, yeah, for sure. That's sweet. Um, okay, so Alan Gucci, he was going with the, uh, looks like a Teamer list. Teamer, Sultai, Let's see, I see green, blue, uh, red. Yeah, that's Teamer, right? Yeah, that's Teamer. Okay, I called it Bug in my day, sorry. <laughs> no, that'd be Rug. Rug, yeah, my bad. Um, so he does have a Saruk, which is amazingly awesome. That guy is such a blowout. Did you know he costs five? Because I swear he should cost six. I know. I think people in Constructed forget that, too. Yeah. Because, like, it just shouldn't be that way, and then it is. And it's like, that's a Saruk. Holy shit, that's a Saruk. I, I'd play that. Who is Saruk? Saruk is the 6-6. Six, six you, you mean Sarak? Whatever, dude. It don't matter. Sarak? What? I'm confused. <laughs> I'm like, what is Saruk? Okay. The person who mispronounces everything on here is giving me hell about how I'm pronouncing stuff. <laughs> okay, Ryan. Angelo, okay. you be fucking up, bro. Okay. I was just this, confused. Ryan. I'm like, I see a Sarak. I've called him Saruk since the beginning. <laughs> I, I don't like how I don't like how Surak it doesn't sound right. It just doesn't. It doesn't roll off the tongue. Yeah, but Surak I don't think that's how it's like mouse. I bet you it's Sorak. I bet you it's the rock, and I wonder if you can smell if what he is cooking. Is that what his line is? I think so. All right. I, think so. I did it. <laughs> Shout out to the think, Ryan. Ah <laughs> uh, it's <laughs> Sorry, you opened that up. <laughs> sure did. Uh, it doesn't matter what you think. <laughs> I love the rock. Bad wrestler. Okay. Yeah, he's and... an old classic, man. Hey, dude, he's he's got a... Uh, I don't know if it just happened in the pay-per-view, but I think he just fought Triple H again or something. <laughs> what? He's still doing wrestling? No. No, no. He, they just paid him like $20 million for a one-off deal or you know, like oh, half, half what he makes for a Disney movie or something like that. Uh, he came nice. out for Xena. He didn't come out. I know Sting came out the other night. I, I don't know. I mean, I, 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 I was shocked by that. Yeah, but it's wrestling. So let's yeah. thing was cool too, man. I like he used to like point the baseball bat at people. Yeah. He was badass. He never said anything. I, I'm thinking like what was he in NWO or something when he was yeah, in Yeah, you're NWO. thinking of black and white sting though, man. Yeah. He was color sting back in the day, you know, back in the eighties. That was that was the shit. Yeah. Uh I missed back that. Back when I was like five and less and did not know any better. Oh, I don't care that I don't know any better. I suspend disbelief, man. <laughs> SCG Richmond. <laughs> that would be in Virginia. I mean, Virginia. <laughs> okay, so. Yay, new decks. Wow, dude, I got I got mad love for the dude who won. I know, mad love. You should have seen well, that guy could have come on. Man, I bet he would have. <laughs> Aaron Barish versus uh, Stefan Dupal. Barish wins 2-1. Shaheen Sarani 2-0 over Brad Nelson. Kevin Jones 2-0 over Van Nguyen. Uh, Harlan Fear 2-1 over Bobby Whitehouse. Harlan Fear 2-1 over Kevin Jones. Shaheen Sarani 2-0 over Aaron Parrish. Shaheen had a cool list too. Uh, Haran Fear wins 2-1. Shaheen, of course. <laughs> Guess what Shaheen's playing? <laughs> I, I have no idea. What could he possibly be playing? Not the salt I list he just wrote about recently. <laughs> it's Shaheen Sarani. He's playing Esper. He's playing Esper. He's playing Esper. Yeah. Um, the Haran, Harlan, I'm sorry. Uh, he was running uh, the Jeskai combo, but it's a token build. 
Yeah, this is very, so very different. This is the plans. fourth. This is the fourth legit. I mean, I don't know if it's just they haven't figured out the uh, ultimate build of this list, or there really is four viable ascendancy lists. This I one is very different, though, and I don't think this so much is. Uh, this one doesn't rely so heavy on the combo aspect either. It does not no, have no, um, dragon's mantle. It's plan B is super, super good. It just gets to you know get wide and go crazy. Honestly, I think it gets wide and goes crazy, and the combo a. is plan yeah. B. Yeah. yeah, I totally believe that. It's, you know, I mean, it's uh, the thing about uh, with Jeskai Ascendancy, it's obviously a very powerful card, and there are a yep. lot of very powerful cards right now in the format. So, you know, I think you get to pick your poison week in, week out, figure out which build is the best to take down that tournament. And, you know, like, so last week we saw the guys with hate against, you know, going wide decks, and obviously he didn't play them because he would get destroyed in, in many ways by it. So, very cool. Yeah, I saw him multiple times go, like, hoarding outburst turn three. Uh, into a Jeskai Ascendancy, and then like he'll he'd go like dig, dig, yeah, game. <laughs> and I mean, it's just like take eighteen. What? Yeah, that just happened. Fuck. <laughs> I really like this three spring leaf drum, drum in the deck to give yourself that extra bit of of uh, yeah. The other the other one on four, I believe the heroic. Um, the heroic version. Yeah, I mean that w- that one has more one drops and can therefore have you know more access to. Yeah, it. and also ran dragon mantle and stuff. But yeah, th- this one's this one's just like, hey, I want to get from you know three mana to five mana real quick, and I have all these tokens to do that. Oh, oh yeah, it's like I play Hordling Outburst. I already have a Jeskai Ascendancy down. Oh, I'm gonna go ahead and I'm going to play Stoke the Flames for free. And then I'm going to attack for a whole fuck ton. Well, the the best part about this deck, and I'll tell you what won them a lot of games on the day, is the fact that it's very, uh, A, game one, you don't really know what sort of combo deck you're up against, or even if it's really a combo deck. I mean, this deck doesn't even really look like a combo deck. No, exactly. And then his sideboard, he completely transforms on you into uh, Just Guy Midrange, or Just Guy Tempo. Yeah, when he needs to. It's a very very aggressive Just Guy Tempo. I mean, it's like... Yeah, but it, it's like he's got all the cards on the sideboard that were in Yuya Watanabe's uh, Pro Tour Jeskai list. <laughs> he's got the God's Willings. Yeah, I mean those uh, the, were those were like in, plays, all that in the main stuff, of, so. the, of the aggressive ones. I wouldn't I wouldn't necessarily be thinking of that as Jeskai Tempo. I'd be thinking about that more as Jeskai Aggro. Yeah, but it's totally he totally can transform, which is pretty oh yeah sweet, for sure. So. Yeah, he, he's able to get the the Mantis Rider and the, the Goblin Rabble yeah. Masters. So for the, I, for I imagine he probably cuts Ascendancy and Retraction Helix quite a. Bit. I mean, I would I would be cutting Springleaf drums before I'm doing yeah. that. I'd be taking out the bad cards. He does take out Retraction Helix quite a bit. Um, I believe that against yeah. uh, like any black decks, Retraction Helix is pretty bad because like Bow Blights and things like yeah. that. So uh, the Retraction Helix does come out quite a bit. I would assume. Um, I don't know about the drum. It probably comes out a fair bit, but I do know like against Shaheen, the only thing he pulled out really was the Retraction Helix uh, because. He wanted to get wide against him because he was using short of a few bow blights. He was really only using a, a you know direct one creature one for one. Yeah. yeah, and when you're putting out you know hordling outburst after hordling outburst, it, it's just not going to cut it. So yeah. yeah, his deck is not really set up to take on I mean, a lot he, of features. And Ashiok really is the is four not end hostilities in the main, but that's not what you want against a token producing deck. That's what you want against a, a deck that makes makes normal creatures. Yeah, as strange as it sounds, like I mean, and Shaheen's list it, it's Esper Planeswalkers, but like the end hostilities, as strange as it sounds, it's a little slow against this deck. 
You can be dead before you cast. No, I mean not only that. You just—it's it, only going to one for one like a hoarding outburst. Like you as the tokens player, you can just run out one for one threats. It'll kill your opponent and right. force them. You know, I mean, you have all the different lines of play when you're the tokens player. Yeah, like he would have been a lot better off having uh, any enchantment removal in his main board. <laughs> yeah. Even in his sideboard, like he had no way of dealing with just guy ascendancy, which is really weird to see him get so far. Yeah, away. he's—I mean, he's got utter end, and he's got you know Godseize. You can get it out of there. <laughs> utter end. I he don't has know. One I don't utter end. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. About I mean, but that. I mean, he has answers to enchantments. He's got counter spells. He's got, he's got yeah, another he's, end. He has, he has thought sees. He, he can get this stuff out of his hand. Counter he's talking, you're talking about four dissolve. That's not, that's not answers. No, counter spells can be played around. Um, the one other end, okay, I'll give you that. Uh, the four thought sees, <laughs> he has to have it in his hand. Yeah. You know, like, it's, yeah, there's, I'm not there's saying they're good answers. I'm saying he has ways to deal yeah, with. They're not. Yes, he, he has outs. I, I would call them outs. So I wouldn't call them <laughs> answers. They're not erase. That's what I'm getting at. Uh, yeah. I do love the uh, four dig three time <laughs> main board. Fuck it. <laughs> you know, I'm digging. <laughs> well, that's what the blue black decks have been about for a while. He's just you know jammed the white planeswalkers. He did that uh, game two in the semifinals against Brad. He yeah. drew uh, f- uh, four dig three times. Played all four of them. <laughs> it's just awesome. Uh, you know, he's got his prognostic Sphinx in the sideboard for next fleece ram, a bow blighted to same little stroke. That words, uh, to negate before drowning sorrow. Um, yeah, he was poorly positioned actually in the finals, and that's really what brought him down. But aside from that, he's an amazing run. I mean, cool deck, something different. Um, <laughs> yeah, completely the same. <laughs> well, I mean, adding the Planeswalkers as your finishing instead of Pearl Lake Ancient is legit. No, no, I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it's completely the same for him, yeah. yeah it's completely Ashiok the same as the, as the... continues to be hated on. Ashiok continues to be hated on, and we got six of them that I know of in the top, at least six of them in the top 16. Um, very good in this meta, very good against the mid-range matchups, and, and it's just a dead card in his finals matchup. I mean, the guy doesn't have very many creatures to hit, and they're not that impressive in Shaheen's deck if he's able to get one. It wasn't like the semifinals where he beats Brad Nelson with uh, his own Siege Rhino. That right. was pretty sweet. So, <laughs> Aaron Marish, he was playing a very boring uh, Abzan aggro deck. It, I'm, not boring. It's not boring, but it, I mean, like, it, we've been talking about it a little this bit. This has become, this added, is totally different. This is totally different. Uh, we talked about this last week. The no, become a mince and gather courage, and he's running four soldier, sold, he's got the balls to run four soldier of the pantheons next to four blood soaked champions. Okay, no one has ran. I did not see the soldiers, I'm sorry. Yeah, no one, no one's done that. He's also brought, this guy barraged top eights every time he's at one of these things, and he's always running aggro. He took down Dallas last time, I believe, and he top aided it again recently. He always runs two boon satyrs. The guy like has a hard on for that card. Well, he's every smart. Li- <laughs> yeah, every list he runs, he's got two boon satyrs main. So this is this is very typical of uh, Aaron Barrage if, if you're familiar with him at all. And I thought this was sweet. I mean, become immense. He t- basically took Tom Ross like uh, some infect tech. Yeah, <laughs> ran one of those and three gather courage was pretty sweet. Yes, I do. I, I do remember <laughs> the gather courage kicking some ass. Yeah, it was it was pretty interesting. Interesting. So, I mean, I don't know, more or less Abzan aggro from the Pro Tour, but a bit yeah. lower to the ground. And he's he's really risky. I mean, I, I watched him lose several games because of mana. I, um, he just got screwed on, you know, 2-3 land. And it was unfortunate, but 
that's how his top eight ended. <laughs> uh, then we had Just Guy Aggro from Kevin Jones. This is basically the first place deck without the combo. Well, I mean, this is so. This is <laughs> Kevin Jones was the guy who uh, won the first uh, SUG after the release of Konzatark here, so he knows yep. his way yeah. around. This is a, a much more of a tempo version than his last one. He adds the the Wingmate rocks in to slow it down. Yeah. He has the Hordling outburst in there for the tokens, and his sideboard is very much designed to control the, the game from different perspectives. So you know, very very. Cool deck, I like it. Adopted the Narset, that's sweet. He also he had is the Narset the first time. He he had the Narset the first time. He won the the finals with it the first time. Yep. Um, I like the font he, of fortunes. I like the one font of fortunes. I think that's really tech. I I really like the three wingmate rocks in this deck. Like it's a deck that can it can fall very flat if you don't actually finish in time. And uh, I mean two three fours is a lot. Yeah. You're generally going to be attacking every turn with this deck too, so you're going to have less problems triggering the raid than you would with say. Abs and mirror, you know. Yeah, Sweet. I like the Karanos um, and the sideboard. I like the sideboard better than the main. I, I think the the side is sweet. It really allows his his post sideboard games to be you know exactly what he wants. He's got a lot of options. You know he has like twelve unique cards in his sideboard, so pretty cool. Yeah, and with the two digs, he knows he's going to get a bunch. He's going to get them exactly. So I like it. Um, it looks like almost like a legacy sideboard. I, I'm pretty sure he's only been playing Jeskai this this format. I would I would not be at all surprised with yeah. the, the way that list looks. It looks it's very. What he runs. <laughs> Brad Nelson. And he is a great legacy. Legacy player, he did win the Legacy Championship the other week too, so that explain maybe explains his sideboard strategy a bit. <laughs> okay, uh, Brad Nelson, he was running four color mid range, which is basically a Mardu deck with Siege Rhinos and Sylvan Carrioted. He got the Wayfarers, but and Corsair of Crucial. He's like, it's I'm Abzan and Mardu combined together. Yeah. yeah, because like he has the Crackling Doom, he has all the good stuff from you know your Mardu deck, and, and then he's, he's running like, Chain to the Rocks. Yeah, he's what like, I'm gonna have fuck. Oh, that's a Mardu card, and then he goes, I'm gonna play everything good from the Abzan as well, like a Johnny Elspeth. He has as many Chain to the Rocks as he has targets to enchant. Yeah. Well, he's got wooded foothills to fetch him And out. also Bloodstained Mire, but Mire, I mean, so. still, it's... it's yeah. You can fetch him. Yeah, no, I know you can, but like, <laughs> one peak eruption and he's fucking... <laughs> yeah, really. You know? Crazy. It's just, it's very, it seems very greedy to me. It seems like it worked because, you know, based on the cards in the format, I can't see why it wouldn't, but like... He lost because of that greed. It's very greedy. Yeah. This, yeah. Just, I mean, there's so much greed in this list. Yeah, I do. It, I think this is the game you was talking about, Ryan, in the court where he just got greedy. Uh, his, the greed ran into him. Like, he had mana problems. I did see him lose early in, in the day. It was one of his losses in the uh, Swiss rounds where, like, <laughs> his opponent, like, did this crazy attack, got Brad down to one, and then he gained two lives off of the crew fix, the courser over the next couple turns. And, like, the kid's dead next turn, and off the top he rips the seed trying to kill Brad. And he's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm supposed to do. And then the next game he got mana screwed and lost to the kid. So it was like, good on that kid. Um, Nice. Yeah, so, I mean, it's it's different. It's interesting. It's very greedy. It's a Brad Nelson deck, you know, from from his earliest days as FF Freak. He was the guy playing four colors in Shards of Alara block. You know, he he was known for being a very greedy player. You know, and, and I think a lot of the decks that he's had success with are the ones that you know, take advantage of a little higher power level and a little less consistency. Right. Uh, White House is on green, black constellation. Fairly stock. Yeah, it looks yep. it to me. I'm not. I mean, Ryan, I'm I'm seeing it right. Right, it's stock. 
Yeah, we've seen this version before with the one Farika main. Yeah. And then we have two Mardu mid-range decks in a row to finish off our top eight. Um, Mardu seems like yeah. that deck that'll get you to the top eight. I do want to Lots say sorry. Lots of Hordling Outbursts in this top eight. There's like 24 yeah. copies of Hordling Outburst. Oh, yeah. It's a card. Hey. Uh, yeah, it's, it's a good card. I, I I do feel sorry for Ali Antrazi thinking he was in the top eight and drawing the last round and getting ninth place. Oops. But he had a cool list, so <laughs> he had the blue black list. <laughs> yeah. He had he has Ashioks in it. Ooh, that's very that's very significant. I love um, the Ashiok, yep. I like his grind clocks on the board too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> the hoardling outburst thing, I mean, any card that says put three creatures into play for three is going to see play. Yeah, it, it turns out that I guess uh if you take away flying from damn it, I can't think of the card. Spectral procession. Thank you. It still functions. It's still good. Yeah. It's still good. By the way, mad props to Mr. Harlan Firer for wearing a James Harrison Super Bowl jersey in his trophy shot. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> mad respect. Dude dude's an honorary imp. <laughs> I mean he's clearly from Pittsburgh. There ain't no question about it. I think they said he's the first Native American to win uh, an SCG Open, too. I don't know if that's true, but that's what... I, I do not have these facts. That's what the word was. No, he's not. He's yeah. from Charlottesville, Virginia. Man. He just has good taste. He just has good taste, yeah. <laughs> it's true. Like, he's not even from Kent. Like, you would understand it if he was, like, from Kent, Ohio, right. too. Right, right, right. <laughs> no, no, man. He just knows. Yeah, really. Uh, so, Mark Koenig versus David Long. Koenig wins 2-0 in the Wait, what are we doing? Oh, okay, Legacy. All right. Ben Friedman, uh, 2-0 over Thomas Vleck. <laughs> Kick. Yeah, uh, William Partial, 2-1 over, uh, Fred Eckelkamp. Joe Lissette, 2-0. Okay. <laughs> Joe Lissette, 2-0 over Ryan McAdoo. Uh, Lissette wins 2-0. You don't think that's McAdoo? It might be. <laughs> I bet it is. It might be Mace Stew. I, I bet knows? it's McAdoo. I bet it's McAdoo. I'm willing to put a buck on it. Uh, it might go a, an Orm's Donut, but I don't know about a buck. Oh, man, I want an Orm's Donut. What the fuck is an Orm's Donut? Dude, you would have to be not only from this area, but from Beaver Falls specifically <laughs> to know about Orm's. They are the size of your face. Yeah, their cinnamon rolls are literally like, go out, look at your car, look at the hubcaps. Yeah, that's right. It. That's it's, the uh, cinnamon roll. I they must s- eat at this place. They sell out. Yes. They sell out religiously before 8 a.m. every day of the week. Not anymore. New owners got the place. Um, it's actually oh, changed hands twice. Yeah. And the new new owners, they just got it like in the last few months. They're insane. They'll just overcook. They don't care. Like really? they are not running out of donuts. Wow. It's awesome. Yeah, it's a it's a real uh, county favorite or you know whatever. Actually, the whole area. I mean, like I mean, yeah. they ship how many to the burg every day? That's true. And people people get told, hey, if you're coming to Pittsburgh, take the trip out to go get an Orms. You know, it's a thing. Yeah, yeah, you do need to actually eat here. Like, donuts, best donuts in the world. I'll best check it out when I'm out there. Uh, uh, for sure. So, Joe Lissette beats Partial 2-1. Two, two uh, no surprise. Koenig beats Friedman 2-0. Kind of a surprise. Uh, Koenig beats Lissette 2-0. Uh, kind of a surprise. However, when you look at the deck list, it's not as much of a surprise. 
Ha! I see what you mean. <laughs> it's really not that much of a surprise. So, uh, death and taxes versus miracles. Uh, Connick's list of death and taxes. Favorite old school, deck. Old school ether vial version. I, I don't know if all the lists have been playing this recently, but they have. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. This is actually. I guess I'm just used to seeing it in modern too. Yeah, the single containment priest is kind of like the new ad. Some people. Yeah, know, they got one. Not adding many. Yeah, you put the extra one in the board. Uh, Mirror and Crusader, four Mother Runes, two Sarah Avenger, four Stoneforge, two Spirit, a Bramaz. Yeah, this is actually almost exactly the list that I ran out in the yeah. Eternal Weekend. So. Oh, it's so sweet. And I love that Mirror and Crusader is finally getting picked up in these lists the last yeah, month I actually or so. really like the split between Mirror and Crusader and Bramaz. I think that's a really... Yeah. It's yeah. A I, really run, uh, I run three split. Mirror and Crusaders. I run three Mirror and Crusaders in my modern There's just... An, okay, the difference between modern so and Legacy. Like, Lightning bolts. Yeah. Yeah. It just it just matches up so unfavorably against lightning bolt. That's the only that's the only problem I have with it. Yeah. Yeah. Brimaz, I mean, being that four butt plus he he brings somebody to the fight every turn. Oh, like, yeah, that's, he's that's very good. He's good. Um, although bringing that extra person to the game isn't as significant as it used to be because of the rise of the Delver decks where, you know, people are starting to run these board clears, which is the shocking thing that Death and Taxes wins the tournament. I, uh, well, I mean, it's not, you know, it's not really a, a deck that wants to deploy a, a ton of weenies. You know, it wants to get one or two out and have a mother of runes on board. You know, I mean, it's, you know, I, I don't know, I wouldn't call it an aggro deck. It's yeah, not really an Mom aggro. and Sarah Avenger make yeah. a good combo. Really uh, yeah. anything in the air. <laughs> I really want to give a, a call to his gut shots in the board. I think that's a very clever strategy to deal with the amount of... What delivery. the hell was that? I'm sorry, I was against Michael. Okay. Uh, you know, I really like the gut shots to deal with the Delvers and uh, the young Pyromancers in the, in the field right now. Hey, I was just saying this the other week, that why is there not... There needs to be more gut shot. Why are people not playing well, gut you know, I, I understand uh, the gut shot is very good when you want to deal with it that turn, but for a lot of other times, I'd rather have a pyroclasm effect just to deal with it all at once because, like, gut shot is almost never going to one for one a pyromancer. Almost what's, what's never. What's the one that does one damage to a creature and one to a player? Arc Lightning is that? No, Arc Lightning like, does three damage. Split. Yeah, I yeah. Think, I think you're thinking of um, it's a it has Landfall the card. It's like a red red uh, it's, card. It's a card in Modern. Yeah, it's in Modern. It's called like Searing Blaze, I believe is the name of it. You deal you deal one damage to a creature, one to a player, and if you have, if you Landfall, it's three to each. Pretty sure that that's might true. be it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure. That's I don't true. I don't know, but uh, but like you say, you said it's not really an aggro deck. This is, I mean, after really getting to sit and play with it, um, it's an equipment deck. Yeah, it, I that's mean that's what it is more than anything. It's a it's a legacy mid range deck. It just happens that legacy mid range turn starts on three and ends on five. But that's that's what you're looking at. You're slower than the really fast decks, and you're trying to disrupt him. Right, you know, it's right. a sweet deck. Cool. I, I like it. You know, he has the full Rashad and Ports Wastelands combo. Just he fucking hates your lands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. pretty fucking sweet. What's up with uh? So. Why do people, Absolutely. he is a one of circle of protection red. Why do people, uh, I didn't get a play when these were a thing. Why do people hate, uh, circle protections? Why won't Watsy bring those back or? Because um, they make it impossible to win if you're a red deck. They're typically not very good. Um, however, like Will said, if people were trading their all turns to cast like one or two spells, uh-huh. a circle of protection just stops that. Like if you're, if your plan is to throw fire at my face, it's, a COP is going to stop that. I just point. have, I just have a continuous 
continuous effect that says one mana counter your spell. And and it, it particularly is only relevant to black and red because they don't have natural answers to enchantments. So it, it, th- those happen to be the only really good COP cards. And uh, you know, red specifically through the years has just been such a hose. You know, so it's so it's it's imbalanced in the color pie, and it's and it, you know it really really makes it impossible to win. And you, you know, one card should not be able to do that. Yeah, Sweet, good answer. He's got all kinds of if. You, okay, so you mentioned that it looks like his sideboard. He really hates red. He well, came, red's uh, really big right now. I mean, he brought absolute wall with him. Like he really yeah. was not fucking around there. Um, Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, not only are there a bunch of red cards and creatures out there, but a lot of the best answers to them are like pyroclasm type effects. Mm-hmm. You know, so he's he's dodging some splash damage there. Makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. It's. Well put together. Thanks for explaining uh, the circle of protection for me, because I had no idea why that was such a big deal, like why people hate him so much. Like, just I, I mean, look at that, and it just doesn't seem like it's all that exciting. It's but. very exciting in the correct matchups, and it's very, yeah. very dismal in the wrong ones. Which sounds way overpowered. Yeah, dude, you're playing a burn deck, and you just they resolve like there there are two scary cards that you never want to see. One is chill, which is just awful, and the other one is circle of protection red. Circle of protection red, you can't fucking win. You like he has an open mana, it's a counter spell with no diminishing returns whatsoever. And you can play it seven times a fucking turn. Yep, and they can't destroy your enchantment. But they, they do get bad when people get wide. Because yeah, then they you are, can't pay the mana to right. okay, that yeah. one, that one. I mean, you're just going to run out of mana. And, you know, that that's kind of the, like Will said, sometimes they're just dismal. Yeah, yeah. I guess I was looking at it in today's, like, the, the you know, the modern age game where people are doing damage from, like, you know, creatures and spells. And I'm just looking at that, like, how does that keep up with the board? It's but, still, I mean, it's still pretty good. Like, if you just pay one mana to forget about their fucking Siege Rhino every turn forever, it's still, Oh, yeah. It's still that's pretty, pretty yeah, pretty like, absurd. Like, imagine, I mean, it, the Equivalent would be like it's a singing Paul singing bell strike for one mana a turn on any possible target you can pay for. I mean it's just it's just yeah. nuts. Pretty damn good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, see, Joe the set he was running exactly what you think he was running countertop. Uh, blue red Delver from William Parcel. Uh, <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Jeskai Stoneblade from Ben Friedman another Miracles deck from Venick. Uh, Ryan McAdoo. Yes. He was running Infect. Um, I'm guessing this is the the Ross list, like two a T. Two become immense. This guy's running two become immense. He made one change. He's got two become immense. Uh, did, does Ross run two Force Wills in the main? I thought Ross ran the full book. I thought Ross ran the full book of Force. So that's where that's where he found the the room for it. The extra become immense in this and yeah. one. I love seeing Berserk in Bex. That card is so cool. Stifle. Stifle is a really really good card yeah one blue like when you only stone rain when you only when you only care about two turns of the game if you can stone rain them on one of them you're probably in good shape (laughs) that conspiracy art too I like it. I, I mean, we don't know if he has the conspiracy arc. See, I actually like the original arc quite a bit. The, uh, uh, I forget, the Vidalkin. This is the first Vidalkin image. They were really, really cool back in the day. Yeah, uh, Stoneblade in seventh, the Jeskai version, and we had lands in eighth. Sweet. Um, he has 35 lands in his deck. That's what Sweet. lands does. I remember when it was 43 lands. You know, I, I was going to say, is this heavy on the spell? No, yeah. It's, deck, or is that just me? This is about where they are at the, this point yeah. in time. They, so They're running the gamble package a lot now. Yeah, now, now say, what's so good. Yeah. And, and Punishing Fire has made its way into the deck. Well. Right. Like, that, that's that's, lands is now the de facto Punishing Fire deck. Yep. So, you With know, the Dark Depths combo in it. So it's like there's two combos course. that can kill you and... 
they're not so bound to the one. Uh, double mana bond, that's nice. Gamble, yeah. that's a tutor I would not mind seeing around again. It's, it's, it's really good. Tutors are a very bad thing, right? I see, I'm with, I like, I, I, Angelo, I, I'm with Angelo on loving my tutors. Dude, I and, have, uh, tutors should be banned. I have played me. more toolbox decks than, than anyone in the fucking room. I have played more living wish boards, more cunning wish boards, more fucking, man, like, tutors are so bad. Well, well oh, I was listening to, uh, the recent Monday Night Magic Angelo was on. Uh, okay. <laughs> plug there and I think I, I believe it was Squee I don't know brought up a great fucking point man that it's not the tutors it's mass card draw that's like no, a problem no, so no, no it's no, tutors because no. I, I argued that you don't need are the dangerous things those are the things they want to ban because when you need something now the tutor one goes mana. gets at for yeah. one mana or two mana. That's why back in the day, like, I can remember specifically saying, go ahead and keep Jason the format. Get the fuck rid of Stoneforge Mystic. Yeah, like, yeah. that's the thing warping the format. Like, that thing's getting a sword every time. And, and it's, it's getting it, the right sword. The way that it allows you to build your decks, rather than having to play the four ofs consistency plan, you get all these bullets in here that just have incredible splash. See, I didn't get to play with all those cards. And in I have my mind, all of them. Yeah, in my mind, I'm just like, well, can you just counter whatever they tutor for? Yeah, you certainly and can. Just... But, like, no one's playing a deck with 13 counter spells anymore. Yeah. It, tutors just work formats so badly. Like, well, what about this one? Gamble. No, no, no. I mean, Here's Gamble the thing. gives Gamble you a chance not a, to discard the card. It is not a broken card. Gamble is one of the weakest tutors ever. As a That's matter of fact, like, it has not you... been playable until every other tutor was banned. But the fact now that it's the only viable one-mana tutor left, I think Enlighten is still not banned. But, like, you, you, you can't... Can't, I mean, you, you just so cannot. no gamble. You wouldn't bring back gamble. No. I wouldn't bring back anything that says search your library for a card for one mana. I wouldn't bring back anything that says search for one specific card for less than four. Okay. I, I'd agree with that. Like gamble is. Trust me, it's it's overpowered. If it was in standard, it would be bad. Like so I could especially see sitting in a Mardu list, and Mardu would be the best deck in the format, hands down, yeah. no question. You just, you know, I mean, like, especially in this deck as well. This deck it really shines because you you are a graveyard res- graveyard resource deck as well. So yeah, you don't you care like, about random. Ah, discard. you don't care. Okay, yeah. yeah. So this but is like, just as busted as the other one is in the right deck. Oh, like, yes, dude, when exactly. when you gamble for life from the loam when you're hellbent, it still works. Yep. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You just don't care. Yeah. I feel like I'm learning a ton tonight. Like, That's because you're paying attention. <laughs> nah, I don't know. Cause, like, I look at the, like, I, I, I guess, man, I, you, you say you got to play with Living Wish and shit. To me, that just sounds so fucking awesome. That... Dude, it's Cunning Wish Psychotog, Burning Wish Psychotog. Look, I mean, I was a Cunning Wish player. You know, I like the two mana base. Cunning but, like, Wish, all those. Look at, look at Cunning Wish Psychotog. It is the fucking sexiest list ever. You literally don't ever board cards. You play the same 60 card main deck every game. It yeah, you don't need so a good. God, you had like 14, you had like 14 fucking counter spells. <laughs> you had factor fictions. Oh, that was a fun day. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're a little sadistic to think you want these uh, reprinted. The thing is like in Legacy, I think they're more fine because the card pool is so big and there's so many good answers to all these. I think they're safe. You still cannot have Vampira Tutor or Mystical Tutor in the format. No, Vampiric and Mystical are pretty dangerous. Yes. Uh, it, yeah, it's demonic. It, demonic. demonic is two mana, get anything, put it in your hand. It is banned yeah. in Legacy. Vampiric is one mana, search for a card, put it on top of and your library, so life. it's pay two life. And then, uh, the next yeah, time yeah, draw it. The other one that's really bad is the instant, two different instant one, because there are just too many good instants. 
Yeah, there is. Oh, there is. High Mystical Tutor for my High Tide. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> Dude, I played against that card in a Popper High Tide deck and, like, wanted to kill myself. Oh, my God, it's so good. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, th- these are the days of the mistakes. Like, tutors are bad. Like, you it just it took them a long time to realize that, yeah. too. Well, even Gamble is from that, whatever that it's busted block, set yeah, is. Set. Block, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's in the broken era. It's yeah. probably still a $20 card, $10 at least. I, I know I've sold them online for nine. Yeah. So, so in real life, they're probably 10. They're probably a million. Yeah. Probably 20, 30. I don't know. Yeah. They're expensive. Um, Sick. Uh, yeah, I, I, I like the lands list. I'm, I am a fan of it. I know. I love it, dude. It's one of my... Actually, the first time I ever saw Owen, Owen Turtenwald, he was playing lands. I won't lie. I did watch uh, Miracles versus Lands and actually like got to where I wanted to blow my brains out. Like mm-hmm. I was like, you know what? I love watching lands, but I can't watch this match. And I switched. Like it was just so slow and so drawn out, and I'm just like, kill me now. <laughs> He's like, well, a lot of that's on the players too. If you play it at a reasonable tempo, it actually looks like a lot of fun. Well, yeah, but like the miracles player, like he, he had to be careful when he finally flipped his entreat. So he yeah. flips his entreat, and he only entreats for two, and then the things get punishing fired away, and I'm just so like, sweet. oh my god! And then he sets up the lock, dude. The lock is on. You're never casting life from the low again. Well, that's that's Your really graveyard tough, is gone. Yeah, Quit really the game right there. Don't play it out. And this dude played it out. Like, and then he just like top decks the the I win combo and oh we lost. <laughs> oh well, that sucks. But it was like so much longer. I was just I I can't take it. I yeah. I, I cannot take this. Um, but no, I mean. Cool deck, awesome, blah, 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 blah. What, there's a Scred Red deck? Yeah, yeah, Scred finished in eighth place in the... Sixth place in the, yeah, sixth grade in the modern. That kind of popped up on the page. People were talking about it, and I actually was going to go over it because I was kind of asked about it. Here's what Scred is, okay? Uh, one red mana. God, it's a great popper card. Um, it's a good card. It's a, just a good card period. It's a one yeah. mana terminate. Um, one mana, you can deal damage equal to all, it's one red mana, uh, equal to all snow permanents that you control. Uh, to target creature, not player. However, there's ways around this. Back in the day, people like me used Stuffy Doll. Yeah. But now there's a cheaper one called Boros Reckoner. So I gotta ask, how do you, uh, how do you get the snow-covered permanents into your deck? Are you playing Stocking Yetis? Um, I used to. Uh, yeah, no doubt. Are you running Snowlands? Yeah, it's just 20, 21 snow-covered mountains. Oh, that's how you get them. Yep. <laughs> so, you know, it's really sweet basic land list. He has Blood Moons, which is, are really, really good <laughs> in modern. Yeah. You know, main deck pyroclasm main deck volcanic fallout like and mind you um it should be pointed out that the fact that you have a snow covered mountain blood moon does not change that to a regular mountain yeah it is still a basic land mountain it's just snow covered so he can get away with playing the blood moods in his script. Yeah, it still works. If you look at the script, it is a base, it is a land, but the, the difference is in the, the, before the hyphen, it's a basic snow land. So you, you know, that's, that's where it goes. It's yep. really cool. Interesting. Um, so like, it still works. Uh, so what you do is you target your own Boros Reckoner, redirecting that damage over to the, uh, other player. Now, to me, I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm, I'm not seeing, and you know, maybe it's just cause I got used to playing the same list for so long. Um, but I, I I'm missing my Furnace of Wrath type card. Uh, so you can... He has Koth. That's like Furnace of Wrath. It How doubles the damage you're going to deal every day. It's not cheap. Uh, Doesn't that expensive either. I mean, Koth I guess... a hammer, he doubles? 
No, but I mean, he's going to double your DPS every your damage per turn because yeah. But the thing is, more. like you can combo out on like turn five if you have like a reckon or a scred. And oh well, yeah, for sure. But because the five, is- if you go for five snow covered mountains, you hit your Boris reckoner. It's going to double the scred for ten, and then when it gets redirected, it doubles again to twenty. So right. like I don't know. There's that dictate you can use. I don't know that he is as all in on the combo. I think yes, he definitely respects it, but this is this is a prison deck. This is a red lockdown deck that has a, a really interesting combo finish. And, and, and Angela, I didn't even see the combo finish until after you talked about it. I recognized the Reckoner was in the deck and just did not think stuff at all. At all. <laughs> yeah, well, they asked me, you know, what the hell is Thread on the Facebook page, and I Thread is it. amazing because you know I ran that deck forever. Yeah, I, I mean, I run Scred in, in Popper all the time. It's just the, like one of the better removal cards. You know, when it was standard legal, like I was playing Karsten's Baby Bot Killer, and as soon as Stuffy Doll came out, I was like, I'm gonna throw these in there. Because that works. And, you know, like, that was already a furnace deck. Yeah. And it was like, once I added the, uh, scred in the stuffy doll, it was like, this is insane. So, like, I know exactly how the deck works. I'm missing the combo, which kind of is shitty, but it's, I mean, yes, the three volcanic fallouts, very good. Extremely um, good. I mean, three power clouds. And I mean, he just he just really wants to control the board, lock them out of doing everything, and win through you know a, a scred for enough on the Boros Reckoner. Yeah, f- the fallouts of the power clouds is just so strong right now with all the blue red. In- oh, it's incredible, dude. Um, yeah, it's it's a really. Po- I mean, even against a lot of the green decks, they have mana sources and small guys too. So right, like like you're totally fine playing Pyroclasm against Pod. I'm pretty sure you're okay with that. Yeah. So, um, all right, we just went over the SCG tournament, and you noticed that we talked about, like, two tournaments and even touched on a third. We won't be doing that in the future. Why? Because they're making huge changes. The Open Series is now becoming like a GP. It's going to be a two-day event. They're only going to play one format each weekend. Um, And they're giving away as much money as a GP. (laughs) They're giving away just as much money as a GP. I don't know if it's just as much, but two twenty grand is a lot of. I actually think it might be a little more than a GP, but it's it's getting ridiculous. They're competing with Wizards as far as that goes. The only thing is, Wizards is still the way to the Pro Tour, and the Open Series is not. So if you have access to a GP, you're going to go to that probably before you'd go to one of these. However, you know the minor leagues is looking more and more. Invite legit, yeah. Well, I mean, you know, they got guys driving Bush and uh, Nextel Cup these days, so right, right. Shout out to wrestling and NASCAR today, <laughs> fucking all kinds of American, all kinds. I liked uh, their reasoning, though. I mean, they'd have legacy tournaments half the size of the standard yeah. event, and they're paying out the si- the same. Yeah. And See, so, I don't like that part of the reasoning. I like the reasoning of the fact that they're just getting so big they don't have much of a choice. Like, I get that when you have yeah, a thousand days. players and you're like, ah, all we can do is ten rounds. Yeah, two day is mandatory. This this makes it also feel like a much more elite event that you have to go through 15 rounds. It's a yeah, real they, really, they really gave uh, legacy players the shaft, though, this year. They really I was going to go on a rant, but... Uh, I mean, I don't know. We have one, two, three... Yeah, it's not very good. Well, the thing is, like, I mean, there's not as many legacy here. I mean, like, the GPs are going to run just as many. Yeah. And the thing is, like, the one thing that SCG that I've always given them credit for, and realistically, this is the whole reason we started talking SCG in the first place. You remember this, Will. Yeah. It's because we could talk legacy if we... We could talk like legacy SCG. every week. And we wanted to do that. And, well, they kept legacy healthy and alive. 
unfortunately, Legacy is kind of at a point where it has no, it is no longer gaining new players, and it's actually actively losing players to modern. They just had the third biggest GP of all time. Yeah, yeah, I understand that, but that's not. I mean, that's a GP. I, 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 that's. I don't think that it's gaining new players. Like, if you look at the week in, week out SCG results, you're right. The tournaments are dwindling. Like, they're very small. People aren't putting as much effort yeah, into it. You know what? Uh, I actually they, got they stats. Do get a, I could tell you that they get a good turnout in Indianapolis because uh, I actually talked to Pete myself because I had an issue. Uh, they changed the schedule that had been posted months ago, and I was going to go on a huge rant and uh, complain. Basically, I got a non-refundable hotel in Indy for the event on the 31st, thinking, you know... Well, thank was... you for not bringing this up, huh? <laughs> yeah, he was going to go play Standard in its Legacy instead. And it, and it's Legacy instead, and um, dude was actually cool enough, hit me up, gave me his email, said holler at me, send the hotel reservation, I'll take care of it. And, yeah, good on them, man. I did not expect that. Uh, that's cool. Um, I mean... I'm going to miss being able to talk Legacy once in a while, and I don't know this. There's still a Legacy tournament every weekend. They, yeah, but it's their premier IQ. Five, yeah, I know. And, you know, they're just not going to have the draw. And it, it's just a shame. I don't want to say – I don't think that them going to Modern really killed it because it was something like 41 players is the average loss of Legacy since they brought the Modern in per tournament, um, which really isn't that bad. Well, uh, I think that you might actually reconsider your love of talking about Legacy every week because the format is very, very stale right it now. It has gotten stale. And we, we're not, we're not talking about new decks with enthusiasm the way we were early on. So I think this actually helps our ability to stay more, you know. God, how do they give no love to Chicago or Milwaukee? Not one hey, event. Hey, what are you talking about, dude? We don't got one on in Pittsburgh either, it. man. Yeah. yeah. SCG well, has had one here in the history and it actually got a great turnout, but they, wow. like, tell that's a shame. That's a shame. They go to the same places they go year in, year out. The yeah. same tournament organizers, the same convention centers, the same halls to breed as much familiarity as possible. You're going to see a bunch of Columbus every year. You're going to see a bunch of Indianapolis every year. Uh, a um, bunch of Baltimore every year. Those and are Worcester. places they hit. And Worcester for some reason. Because yeah. you can't get into Boston. Oh, and what's the other one? Somerset, Jersey. It seems like they're there about ten Jeez. times a year, too. Um, I don't see it actually on the list for next year, though. But I do see a lot of Baltimore, Indianapolis, and Columbus. <laughs> Lots of, there's definitely a lot in our area. Yeah. Oh, no, I mean, like, that, that's what's weird, because, like, the Northeast is Legacy's home, and they do so much here, it's just weird to just see Legacy kind of, I don't know, like, they're still doing Legacy in Philly, which is probably right. That's very right. Philly is one of the, it's like the epicenter, Philly and New York are the epicenters of Legacy in America, I think. Yeah, I, I mean, I think that is right. Uh, the one in Indianapolis kind of makes me turn my head. The Wusta one, um, that's Legacy, makes perfectly good sense. And then everything well, and, else I mean, is like standard, 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 modern. <laughs> Indianapolis also holds Gen Con every year. So they do. They have, they, have pretty, they have a pretty big legacy following there as well. Yeah, that, that, that actually makes a lot more sense now that you brought that up. I didn't even think of that. Um, but it's like, you know, a lot of, mostly all standard. Uh, there's two modern events. One's in, uh, Wusta, or I'm sorry, Columbus, and one's in Baltimore. And then you have what? One, two, how many legacies? Three? Three legacy. I thought Three there was legacy. Three. Yeah. Yep. Wusta, Indy. And, uh, Philly, so, eh. And I mean, then everything else is standing. This is only through June. Right? Through the end of June. I mean, this is the first six months. Yeah, so, I mean, you're gonna get six, you're gonna get six different legacy tournaments a year and four different modern tournaments a year, so that's a legacy tournament every eight weeks, which is not great, but I feel like I'd rather see one every four weeks than one every week. 
and I'm probably the biggest legacy enthusiast, legacy enthusiast in the bunch. So probably, uh, yeah. I, I will say this um, to all you people who think legacy is dead. Call me um, when your uh, when your duels begin to plummet because I know you're thinking they're going to plummet. I don't so, think they're going to. But... Shut up, Will. Um, so they're going to plummet. So what you yeah. do is you want to dump those to me. <laughs> or also me. I will give you literally the lowest dollar value possible. <laughs> And I will give you one dollar more than the lowest. Damn it! <laughs> hey, you gotta play. I see you right. watch Prices Right. <laughs> Shout out to Prices Right NASCAR and wrestling. Yes. Uh, Home shopping it's... network. We got love for you too. Yeah. Oh, fuck them. Um, so I mean, that's that's the deal. The buys are coming back. So playing on their series is, you know, you're going to start getting the big buys. Invitationals will remain the same. Fifty thousand dollar payout. Um, yeah, I mean, the minor leagues is worth more money if you're good enough. Yeah. Um, you could probably make a nice living if you can, you know, spike these things. Uh, it's just, I- I'm sad to see good old legacy go. And speaking of legacy, I think, I think, and if anything, this will just allow the, the legacy tournaments to become more important and more people will show up and take seriously. I, I think so. I think what it's going to do is it's going to make a more of a gathering place. You know, kind of like what we saw in, uh, yeah, sure. the brainstorm playmat helped. <laughs> but what we saw in Jersey where it became an event, like, holy shit, there's a legacy GP. We got to be at this. And then you add a little bit of spice on top of it, like a brainstorm play, Matt, and, you know, that that's it. And there's another type of legacy out there. Apparently, in Asian basements, cockfighting has now changed to playing magic with cocks. It's true. Uh, it's actually a widely spread phenomenon where cock magic is becoming uh, a real uh, menace to society. It's a shame. Um, it's a damn shame. These poor chickens are forced to play magic against their will. Against their will. You know, and then next thing you know, Pearl Lake Ancients come through unblocked and, oh, it's just terrible, these poor chickens. Guys, if you don't know, if you what's the last South Park episode? <laughs> It was uh, extremely magic-related. It was. They got a lot of real card names in there. The actual mechanics of play was not right. It was kind of a little bit more like Yu-Gi-Oh!, but that's okay. Yeah, that's fine. Um, They did get the names of the cards right. It was typically from, like, the last two, three sets. Um, But they definitely, you know, did a nice shout-out to Magic. Giant props to them for, for like, having the balls to say Cock Magic is, like, the manliest man shit ever. Like, I'm pretty sure that was the line, like, I feel so fucking manly after that manly shit. Yes, yeah. man. Yeah, we're going to... How about a shout-out to LSV for making it in the episode? Really? I guess supposedly that's him at the beginning or something. That's oh, my God. Is that said, But it does look like him. It's supposed to be so LSV. Sweet. That's so funny. Oh, man. And, and L- LSV like, from wait, Denver. Hold on. Wait, so. hold on. What? Well, Channel Channel Fireball is in Denver, so... What? No. Yeah. No. No, it's not. It's in fucking Sacramento, unless they just moved in the last... No, LSV lives in Denver, though. No, he lives in Sacramento. No, he, he moved, moved out there for work a couple okay. years ago when he slowed down his game, but <laughs> yeah, point? Channel Fireball is not... They're, they're in Cal, man. Yeah. That's why they run all the events out in California and Arizona. I didn't even okay, know I, just, I thought, because I know LSV lives in Colorado, so I figured Channel Fireball was, like, uh, headquartered there. No, no, no. You're assuming shit. When you assume shit. You, no, when you make an assumption, <laughs> you make an ass out of you and umption. Samuel L. Jackson said that. <laughs> yeah, he also said, I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on that motherfucking planet. So, <laughs> I mean, come How on. How did you get all these snakes on that motherfucking plane? Anyway, um, the, the episode was cool. Like, it was about... Uh, 
also the kids were playing Magic the Gathering. Uh, there was a little, as South Park likes to do, a little political statement against cockfighting, and Stan's dad's still an idiot. So Stan's dad tried to saw through his penis. <laughs> Dude, he made his dick fly. Yes, he, I said that right. There was a flying his, dick. He pulled his dick out from behind a six-year-old girl's ear. I mean, <laughs> he pulled it out of a cop's mouth. <laughs> Yeah, he, he was doing a different kind of cock magic, which is actually not illegal. No, no, but apparently it'll get you kicked out of college. That's I think that was because he wasn't studying. Yeah. Anyway, guys, if you play magic, which if you're listening to this, I'm assuming you do. I was assuming. <laughs> yeah. Like if, if you're listening to this and you don't play magic, what the fuck's wrong with you? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, you should probably take the time out, whether you haven't watched South Park in the last 10 years or you're just behind on episodes or what have you. Go watch this episode. It's actually very well done. It's very funny, and it's funny. it's worth a half an hour of your life. I'm not going to lie. Uh, it's you can find it on SouthPark.com. It's free there, or even I think Hulu Plus. But you got to pay there, so you know, go to SouthPark.com. Uh, but yeah, it was cool. It, it was really cool, funny. Um, when he shot his dick off. <laughs> when he saw it through his dick and it was like because I wasn't sure if it was part of the act or if Randy just fucked up like he sometimes does yeah you know and he really made me think his dick was cut off the, the look on Stan's face when he was like when it, his dad says like oh no 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 I, I used to do cock magic back in college and then he started performing the cock magic the look on his face, just the head down, just hands to the face, face palming the shit out of himself. He's, the song Randy does the final magic show too is Come on Barbie Girl. <laughs> and a dude pops out the side. <laughs> Come on Barbie. That's <laughs> no, it's a great episode. Plus, you know, they get the names of a lot of cards right. It's, you know, it's really funny. They're like, the joke that got me to lol was like, oh, I don't know if you want free range roosters. They're, they tend to be controlled troll players who troll the game and make it go as long as possible to grief your opponent. Yeah. And it's like, yes, they got something right. Yeah, yeah, right after saying Green Necromancer, you're like, what? Yeah. And then he says that about the free-range chickens. It's like, it's like they did some research. They really did, but they didn't get deep into it. But I, I gotta give them credit for at least bringing it to the forefront. They, you know, they, they did a serious magic episode, and I bet people are gonna play magic because of this. They'll probably look into it, and you know, and their announcers far better than ours. I'm just saying that right now. Oh, you don't think that was a, just a Rich Hagon impression? Dude, he made it sound. He made it sound awesome. So like, awesome. <laughs> Literally, he is being peeled from reality, <laughs> shattered into a thousand pieces as he's returned to his owner's hand. Like, yeah. uh, they, He was so excited. It was so great. Like, please go watch this. Um, now we'll go into something a little more boring. <laughs> Uh, we have the new promo list for the, uh, FNMs. We haven't been doing these recently because we basically we only need to do them like every three months. Um, so December's was Stoked to Flames, which I, believe I told you in the past. Um, we missed last week's January because it's Frenzied Goblin. Oh, it's a great Yeah, it's a good looking goblin. Um, he's all like hairy and stuff. He, he looks like the new goblins. And Disdainful Stroke is February's promo. <laughs> It's it's better looking than the original one, but it's not great. It's a sweet card, and I, I mean, yeah. definitely stabbing something into a giant lizard. Yeah, and there's like a green mist. Yeah, it's okay. You know, the art's not that sweet, but the card's awesome, so I, I got that respect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. No. Um, and the other bit of news, and 
I'm going to give Frank Lepore big props on this one. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, nice, nice long sack, bro. Yeah. Uh, Melissa DeTora has accepted a internship at Wizards of the Coast. Good for her. Man, that's in, such a great job. Yeah. I mean, well, I mean, John Laux didn't like it. So some people, Jerry T wasn't a big fan there either. So some people really fit in well up there and some people don't. Um, from what Louts when it was, when he left, it's very clicky up there and you got, yeah, I believe that. Um, but hopefully this works out good for her. Um, there, she's going to have to quit playing competitive magic. Well, here's where I'm giving Frank Lepore big props because if he moves with her and they are an established couple, he has to quit as well. Well, he's just qualified for his first, first pro tour also. And he's giving up his first pro tour. I cannot believe that. Uh, I mean, I cannot believe I, that's, that is, you know, I've been waiting my entire life to qualify for a pro tour, and I have a, I'd have a hard time um, saying no to it. I think she's a nice girl. She's a great wow. player. Yeah, she's a great match huh? player, good girl. I think and, it's a mistake. I said this the other night on uh, Cast from Exile. I thought Watsy should have promoted her and marketed her and got a ton of little girls into the game, made a lot more money. <laughs> mm, I don't but. know. I don't know that's how you do it. Uh, yeah, I mean, now you have a girl actually inside the building that you can They have girls inside the building. Helene yeah. Bergeau. Yeah, but Helene, you take Helene. <laughs> right. That's fine. You have Helene Bergeau. There's also there. a developer. There's lots have, of women that work there. Half the first time. Name, but the, the thing the is. First, the first winner of the great uh, designer search was a female. Yeah. There's lots of females that work there. And well, yeah, but I mean, there's actually one that, that yeah. she had lead development of the uh, of a set. Yeah. Alexis Jansen is her name. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Uh, but with Helene, I mean, can you see... I mean, in plenty of countries, yes, but you can't send her out to the kids of America trying to, you know, really push the game because, hell, half the time I have a hard time understanding her. That's why I thought they should have, they should have marketed Melissa to Torah. Now they can. They they can specifically say, yeah, your job now is to fly here and do this. I don't think Wizards has any ability to market players. They don't market anything. I don't think that they, I don't think they have any legal ground to stand on unless they start putting spots sponsorship into players' pockets, and that would be unprecedented to, to not have sponsored anyone at all their entire career, and then to sponsor a woman seems blatantly sexist to me. I'm not even talking sponsor. Hey, they, they sponsor. And they, they give you play. They give you appearance fees. I don't know. How that's not sponsoring. They, you have to qualify for the appearance right. fees. Yeah, um, and they did, but they. It's not like they just give them away. You earn them. I'm aware. <laughs> no, you're forgetting. They sponsored Bob from accounting. Oh right, that's the guy who they turned into Vizardrix. I don't know. The org beat the shit out of him. That's all I remember from yeah. the commercials. Yeah, it was. He was like the big pun, punny, pink bunny thing. Yeah, I know what Vizardrix is. I just remember Bob from accounting. There was old school commercial. The org yeah. came in and it was like it'll be okay, Bob. And they fought and the org just thrashed him. There's there's another one where they put Bob into like a Mork and Mindy egg and he hatches out as a Vizardrix. Okay. Yeah, I'm still still the same. It's the same series of, uh, of deals. That's the last time they put out any kind of. Yeah, they should actually bring back the commercials. They were good. I know they helped get a lot of people that I know into it. Um, I I watched Magic on ESPN. So did I. ESPN two. Yeah, no doubt. I watched the Mercadian Masks Pro Tour on ESPN two. Yeah, I remember that. Those days are over. Uh, <laughs> I don't think this game is ready yet for mainstream television. I think the internet is the right place for it. Yeah, I think so. And you know, if they were going to do some kind of internet publicate, you know, whatever. I don't. Know. Yeah, I think it's Steam is the right place or stream or what streaming it. On Twitch is the right place because when you put that thing on ESPN, they had announcers who had no fucking clue what they was talking yeah. about. Yep. <laughs> um, so. and it was bad to watch. But, uh, so, Will, what the hell have you been up to? Um, oh man, more shit in my life. Uh, my, uh, okay. my girlfriend was hospitalized this week oh. for, uh, mental instability. 
So she was released today, which is great, but it was a very traumatic and trying week. It was very difficult, I'm sure, for her as well, but, you know, I, I just was a bad one. So uh, my starter on my car went today, too, which is a real bummer um, because I have, a, uh, I have a working interview at a restaurant downtown Pittsburgh uh, on Friday, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to get there. So, you know, but fuck it, man. It's Thanksgiving, and uh, that's, like, my favorite day of the year these days. So, um, you know, we're going to try and get through that and just hope that getting hammered is going to fix everything. I, I check the bus lines. They go to Berg, man. Oh, I know they do. I know they do, but I am not going to be able to get a bus back. Uh, that way. Uh, yeah, dude. I mean, it's a fucking, you know, I won't be out of there till 11 or later, so. Yeah, that's tough. You know. uh, well, fuck it. I need the job, and I, you know, I got a buddy who I can walk to his house from there, so. Ah, uh, that might be the way to go, then. Yeah. So, I'm, I'm sure not, once you show him what hope, you can do in the kitchen, you'll get the Hopefully, job. I can just fucking get a starter sometime in the next two days, or get the money together for it, or, you know, something. I don't know. I mean, I can, I'm pretty sure I can put this thing tomorrow on, so. On tomorrow. We'll see what happens. Yeah, those don't take long to put on once you're. You, you know, it's only a couple bolts, so, yeah. you know, it's just, it's way in the back of the engine compartment. Hopefully it clears the firewall, but, uh, you know, I guess we'll see. <laughs> Sweet. Um, anything else? Nah, that sums it up, man. What have you been up to? Uh, I, I found out about my hand. I now have a cast. Um, you're not surgery or surgery? Yet. You are going to be? It's a possibility still. Um, what happened was, like, the CT stand, scan came back, and either I had a growth on the side of my bone, from like the time I was born, I had like extra bone there, or I broke my hand when I was young and don't remember. I I have done that. I and, have an X-ray that shows up permanently broken. Yeah, and then like they looked in there, and it looks like I have this node in there, and you could clearly see where it came from off of the bone, but it's not on the bone, but everything's rounded off, so clearly it's been there for a while. Yeah. Um, so what he decided to do was move that thing back to where it was and cast me. Um, in four weeks, I go back up there. They're going to, you know, re-CT scan it, check everything out. And if, because my normal bone's not broke, they're not sure if the bone will try to heal itself around it. Oh, yeah, I don't know. And if it doesn't take this thing... They're going to have to remove it. They're going to have to go in there, cut me yeah. open, and just remove it, um, which he said won't take long. It won't be that bad of a surgery. Yeah, that's not too bad, all things considered. He doesn't want to get in there unless he has to, so he's trying this approach first. I hate casts because I'm a clean freak. Yeah, it's very hard to keep it clean. You're going to stink. Yeah, yeah to my hand it. is going to smell for a while. And yeah, it's going, to be, it's going to be real weird and hairy when you get it out, too. Yeah, so I had that going <laughs> on. Um, cool. Uh, I'm sitting at work the other day. This is kind of funny. Um, working with this dude, Rob, and oh, geez. <laughs> we're doing a cleanup at a place, and like we're kind of in this big parking lot, and what happened was somebody illegally dumped behind this building. So like one of the piles is like all drywall and shingles and shit like that, and the other pile is like all wood. So I look over at Rob, and there he is with the gas can. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> dude, full <laughs> He's like, wait, you can burn all that. I'm like, you can now. I it's guess. not, it's not your stuff, Rob. What are you doing burning it? Well, we was, there, we was sent there to clean this shit up. But oh, like, you were on a clean up there. Okay. Yeah, to clean this dude's shit up. And, you know, whoever illegally dumped it, we was there to clean it up. And, like, he just saw the wood pile and was like, That's fuck. A- it was snowing out and he just lights this thing on fire. And I'm like, God, I hope the cops don't come. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, move there. Yeah, the thing is, like, he lives in the country. We do not. In the country, you're allowed to burn around here. 
Doesn't he live in West Mayfield? No, he actually lives uh, in the uh, out in Chippewa now. Oh, okay, yeah, he's out there. Um, yeah, Chippewa, we, you can burn every day but Sunday. Yeah, he can burn out where he's at. Where you can't burn where we were at. We were in Beaver Falls, and I'm like, okay, that's cool. So I started picking up the other stuff, and he's just tending to his fire. And if you know this dude, I think Will might. He's a fire. I know, I know, Rob. I know, Rob. So he grabs a leaf blower and starts using it like a bellows. Oh my god! <laughs> Gets this fucking flame. So, dude, I'm 30 feet away from this flame and I can feel it. <laughs> I cannot believe the cops are not there. And neither can I. They never showed up. Oh my god. And he was just like, what? Told you it wouldn't. And then, like, we have all this ash we have to throw into the back of the truck. Some of it's still on fire. Hey, and it's I'm lighter like, than wood. I'm like, I guess I gotta hurry and get back to the shop. It's <laughs> crazy. Yeah, but it was funny. Um, I tweeted out a picture of him doing it, too. That's awesome. Hilarious. I'm like, yeah, um, yeah. My coworker just decided he was gonna light a big pile of shit on fire. It's awesome. Not on our property. Awesome. Um, so yeah, there's that. Um, but aside from that, I don't really have that much going on uh, because, like you know, with the wife's being messed up and my hand being messed up, guess what? I don't get to do much. Yeah, um, Ryan, what you been up to, brother? Shit, chilling, getting ready for Thanksgiving. I feel you on that. Thanksgiving, man. Ooh, I can't wait. Fucking excited. That's about it. It's my favorite so. holiday. My favorite holiday too, man. It's a good one. It's a good one. It's, I think it's because I buy myself everything I want on, on Thanksgiving and I don't get good Christmas presents anymore. I think that's probably it. I don't know. Like I, I mean, I have kids and I like giving them their presents and that's cool. I just don't like the rush of Christmas. Yeah. You know, yeah. running around from house to house. I feel like it's becoming hate month from 1984 more and more every year. Yeah, like Thanksgiving, I sit at my house, I make a turkey, me and the wife hang out all day, kids want yeah. to come down, they can come down. We have a hell of a meal, we watch some football, you know, and we just hang out. And you know what, I'm an old man, I guess, because I enjoy that so much more. Yeah. So, Ryan, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, bro. Oh, no, that's it, man. Oh, shit, damn, your life is boring. shit, really, fucking work and magic, that's that's about it, so. I understand that, trust me. Um, I force myself, I try to force myself to find things to chat about. Um, (laughs) But, uh, you guys, shout out, try. Uh, Shout out Anchor Steam Beer. Ooh. It's really fucking good. Yeah, that's uh, a fine choice. Yeah. Uh, it's the first uh week I've I've uh, been giving it a try, so I like it. I can see it becoming a staple in the house. So Okay. Uh it's a good one. If you, if you haven't tried it, Angelo, uh yeah. try. Uh Angelo, I would like to give a shout out to your friend Timmy from work because I saw him uh at Ollie's this week. Oh, Timmy is awesome. Yeah, he's pretty awesome. So he Waldo! What are you doing? <laughs> You're even wearing stripes. <laughs> That's great, Waldo. Shout out, shout out to my roommate Mike Day, uh, who made this week into war. Uh, Beast mode. Full, uh, you know, breakdown arms today, legs, chest, axe. Sweet, you're, you're in the actual lifting kind of now. You're yeah, I mean, like I, you know, I really took something to ease myself in because I didn't have anyone spotting for me, and uh, you know, I'm fat right now, so. I, well, you uh, have to do that two week or three week warm up where you're yeah. in yourself acclimated to just doing it and feeling that hurt every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. But then, you know, once the hurt begins to become a little less, you got to start pushing. Yeah, no, so, you know, I did, I did two days on my chest today, and, uh, you know, I did like six sets of all my, of all my chest stuff, and then did tries and, and, uh, calves twice, two different calves with Mike, so. It's really cool having someone there again, you know, and it's, it's nice having him in the house, so I can just, you know, any time of day, hey man, you want to go do it, so. Yeah. Um, but, uh, shout out to 610 Restaurant, uh, on Penn Avenue in Pittsburgh for likely giving me a job, so. Anti shout out to Broken Starters. 
Anti-shot off broken starts. Yeah, fuck that shit. I know that feeling. Just start or make one of my cars catch on fire. I just wish that I would have fucking found a manual to buy because then I wouldn't have this problem. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, I got a couple shout outs. Uh, one for to Stephen Raphael, the scribbler. He took the picture of my cast on Twitter, um, and he stuck it into his, I'm guessing his ink desk or whatever on the computer. And he drew dicks all over my cast. And That's all awesome. kinds of shit. And then sent the I picture am back to definitely me. logging on to your Twitter now. <laughs> and like, it's, it's pretty awesome. Like it, I, I gotta give him credit for that. Big shout out to him. Big shout out to Colton Delaney. Um, he's going to send me one of the Alan play match from San Antonio because I said I liked it and wouldn't mind having one. <laughs> awesome. Like, wow, that's one. a nice guy. Like, that is awesome. So, you know, big shout out to you, bro. Um, they're cool, man. It's like, you know, it's, it's the Alamo. I don't know what else to say about that. Um, guys, episode 100 is coming. <laughs> what? I'm looking at the dick cast. Oh. <laughs> It is pretty funny. It's anyway, like, he's got a little My Little Kitty or whatever. Dude, he even has like the glass steaming, steaming pile of poop on it. Dude, that was actually from an Imps Prison story oh, where I told so about, good. you know, when I worked with Ron and, uh, like first day at work, he told me, you know, oh, I have this, I have my old lady fucking shit on a glass plate and I spin it like soft serve ice cream. That's how I get, that's what I get into. And I'm like, huh? That's weird. Yeah, first day you meet a guy says that. Goofy. Anyway, um, guys, episode 100 is coming. We require your questions because I'm assuming most of us will not be in the proper state of mind to talk proper magic. So it's a hell of a lot easier if we just answer your questions. Yeah, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be bombed. So please, 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 please send us questions. Um, I got a few emails with some questions in them, and I appreciate them very much. Um, but we need more. We need more. So send them to us, please, at pititpodcast at gmail.com. You can also set, uh, get a hold of me at Gonsu on Twitter and on MTGO. I haven't been on there recently because with the hand and the wife not working, uh, we've been kind of broke and I haven't been able to play. Uh, broke. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Um, also, if you just wanted to send me any type of email, you can send it to the pinimp podcast at gmail.com. Also, next week, folks, probably I'm thinking early week, uh, the first episode of The Imps Prison will be out for season two. So sweet. So look for that next week. Um, by the time we record next week, it should be out. I'll, I'll say that. We record on Tuesdays. <laughs> Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, Ryan, how would people get a hold of you if they needed to? Um, Facebook, uh, and at Brother Ryan on Twitter. Hit me up, Brother Ant, Brother Ryan. Get at me. Will, how would people get a hold of you if they needed to? Well, uh, your two options right now are to get onto the Pitimps podcast group on Facebook and talk to me there. Uh, or you could, uh, get onto your Battle.net ID and hit me up at Bad Dinner, Bad Dinner 1522. Uh, check it out. Somebody on the fan page asked you what that was. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I don't remember who it was. I'm so sorry. I know, I know that it, I mean, you definitely friend of me and we talked for a while. I forget who it was. I'm so sorry. I'm bad names. Eh, it's, it's, Fuck. It's cool. I think that dude's been on the show. It's Daniel Clayhall. Ha ha. Yeah, Danny. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, it turns Good out we're, Angelo. we're on the same faction and all that stuff. So go horde. Pretty sweet. Sweet, sweet. Um, yeah, uh, next week what we're going to do is uh, we have SCG Atlanta. We have a GP in San Antonio, which will be standard. We have GP Strasburg, which will be limited. That will be episode 98. And strangely, guys, I'm almost 100% sure of this, but our episode 99 should be Worlds. 
That's so sweet. And then we go into episode 100, which will wow. be our, you know, fun episode and before so the break. Awesome. So it's going to work out perfectly. If for some reason, and I'm going to say this now for everyone who's listening, if for some reason I counted wrong and it's episode 100 that World's Week follows on, we will do a 101. Yeah. Before, you know, we make all of our changes. Like, that's just going to happen because uh, we want to, you know, get stupid drunk and answer you guys' questions. Um, Fact. And then we'll take the break. But until next week, guys. Hey, remember hey. to play the like everything Ryan posts on Facebook game uh, this week and every week. Let's not do that. Stop <laughs> play that game. And uh, fuck yeah, Scandinavia. Fuck yeah, Scandinavia. You have actually chased Ryan off of Facebook for at least the last. I haven't. I haven't even done it, and I don't think. I know he hasn't been on Facebook for a week. (laughs) He said, "Have a good one. Go fuck yourself."